The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Welcome. We are glad that you're here. Um, We are in week number five of uh, a really powerful series that we've been in uh, this fall called Unshakable. And, uh, you know, the premise of the, uh, this series is that uh, we all face storms. Uh, we all go through the stuff of life that, uh, can, uh, that can shake us, shake us to our core. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, we all, uh, storms are a part of life. But the reality is, and Jesus talked about this uh, in Matthew, that, you know, the same people can go through the same thing and one is shaken and one is not. And Jesus talked about, you know, the one who stands strong is the person who builds their house uh, on the rock. The person who, you know, listens intently to the word of God, does what it says and follows after him. It doesn't mean they won't face a storm. It just means that they can go through it uh, unshaken. The other one builds their house on the sand. And when the storm comes, uh, they just are, are devastated. And um, so that's what the series has been all about. We've been looking at different storms uh, that people face. Well, uh, today I'm going to talk about probably one of the most common storms uh, that we all go through, uh, and it's the storm of, of illness, illness, disease, sickness. You know, it, it is the most common uh, prayer request on every Connect card. Ryan mentioned that, you know, on our Connect card on the back, we have uh, an opportunity for you to have, uh, to share a prayer request with us. So you can have some people, you know, pray with you and pray for you. Uh, it, it is the most common um, prayer request on every, uh, in every life group that I've ever been a part of. You know, in all of our small groups, our life groups here at Coastal, uh, we have usually a time of prayer, uh, you know, maybe at the end of the group. And again, it's the most common uh, thing that we hear, just, you know, a prayer request, praying for people who are sick, who are ill. Uh, so from, from colds uh, to cancer, you know, on, on this side of eternity... This storm is a part of life. In fact, uh, to prove my point, um, I want you to raise your hand if you, an immediate family member or close personal friend, has ever been diagnosed uh, with cancer or a debilitating, life-threatening disease or illness. Just raise your hand. Check that out. Wow. That's what I thought. So what what do we do? You know, what do we do as followers of Jesus uh, when we're faced with illness? How do we cope? How do we respond? And then, how do we stand strong and remain unshakable? Well, to get us started, I want to read from Psalm 41. The the backstory of this particular psalm is that evidently David uh, is very sick, so much so that he's he's laid up in bed and uh, people think that he's going to die. In fact, they pretty much have given up on him. Um, and, and, and as I read this psalm, I want you to notice just how the brutal honesty here that David shares. He, he really just pours out his heart to God. Listen to this. Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The Lord rescues them in times of trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity and rescues them from their enemies. In other words, David is saying that, uh, that God takes care of those who honor him and who are obedient to him. And he goes on to say, listen to this, the Lord nurses them when they are, what? Sick, and eases their pain and discomfort. O Lord, I prayed, have mercy on me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. And so here's David begging for God's healing. And then he goes on, but my enemies say nothing but evil about me. 
How soon will he die and be forgotten, they ask. They visit me as if they are my friends, but all the while they gather gossip. And when they leave, they spread it everywhere. All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst for me. Whatever he has, it is fatal, they say. He will never get out of that bed. Even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my food, has turned against me. So in other words, David is saying, you know, the old saying, with friends like these, who who needs what? Enemies, right, exactly. So David's in a bad place. You know, I don't don't know if you've ever been in a place that bad or not, but David's in in a low spot. Uh, He is evidently physically sick and tired, and he is sick and tired of being sick and tired. And And he goes on and he says this, Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again. I bet some of you can relate to that. You know, when it comes to to dealing with illness and disease, it it is so easy to feel helpless. You know, when you're you're sick, uh, you begin to feel like there is nothing that you can do to change anything. Well, there is always something you and I can do, and that's what I want us to talk about today. You know, what do you do when you're sick? How do you remain unshakable? Now, before I begin, I want to recognize at least four different groups of people that are here today. And so as I describe these groups of people, I want you to uh, self-diagnose yourself, okay, which, you know, which is a dangerous thing when we're talking about illness, I know, especially those of you who are experts on WebMD, you know, every time you get a sniffle or a cold, you go there and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're dying. But, but self-diagnose, and I want you to Place yourself in in the group that I think you're in. Now, I think I can already uh, pick out those of you who are in the first group because you're listening intently. You've got your pen clicked, you're locked and loaded, you're ready to take notes because you're dealing with something uh, currently pretty pretty bad. In fact, maybe it's a a very painful, debilitating, or maybe even life-threatening illness. And so you need answers and you feel like, I need them now, I need them today. That's, that's group number one. Maybe you're here and you're dealing with something chronic, something ongoing, but it's not necessarily life-threatening. You know, you're not going to die from it. But it is limiting the quality of your life. That's, uh, that's group number two. Others of you are here to find some comfort or encouragement for a close personal friend or a loved one, a family member. And they're the one that's dealing with the illness or the disease. And it's so, so hard for those of you, you know, that are in that group to, uh, to watch somebody you care about live in pain. And so God's going to use what you're going to learn today to help them through. That's the, that's the third group. But there's another group. And that's those of you who are here today who are not facing an illness. In fact, you would probably say, well, none of my close personal friends or family members are sick or dying either. I want to encourage you today to listen closely. You know, don't, don't check out. Take some notes. Don't dismiss this message. Because first of all, I hope we can all recognize that your health, that is a, that's a gift. Do not take it for granted. And uh, the, the breath that you're breathing right now is a gift from God. You're not guaranteed the next breath. But one day, you're going to face an issue an unexpected health issue, whether you or a friend or a family member. 
So I want all of us today, no matter what group you find yourself in, to be armed and ready today when it comes. So what do we do? Number one, if you're taking notes, uh, I must lean on God's power. Lean on God's power. Man, there is nothing in this world that, uh, like, like pain or sickness or disease that can just knock us on our butts and remind us of our limitations, especially those of you who think, man, you know, I can handle anything. You know, that, that's really true for that person. You know, if, if there was anybody like that in the Bible, I think it really did have to be David. You know, David, the, the great king, we know him as, you know, David, the giant slayer. But here's what he said in his time of pain in Psalm 69. He said, I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Notice those last four words, by your saving power. You know, as Christians, right, on Easter, we celebrate what the resurrection, you know, power of God. And, and the Bible teaches us, though, that that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to you and I through our relationship with Jesus. The power uh, to fight off disease, the power to help us stand strong, you know, through lingering pain and, and intense suffering. But more than that, the Bible teaches us, listen, that sometimes... God allows us to face difficult times, those times when we are at our weakest physically, so that his grace can shine through us, so that his power can shine through us. A great example of that, of course, in Scripture uh, is the Apostle Paul. The Bible says that he was afflicted with what he called a, a thorn in his flesh. Now, we have no idea biblically exactly what that was. A lot of people have speculated, but Here's what he said as far as dealing with it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Listen to this. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And again, this is the Apostle Paul. This is the man who wrote, you know, two-thirds of the New Testament. He's, he's begging God to, to heal him, to remove it, to take this pain away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. He says, so now I'm, I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And listen to this. This is so unbelievable. He says, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults and hardships and persecutions and trouble that I suffer for Christ. Because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And so we have to learn to lean on God's power and God's strength in times of weakness. So what are you trying to face today in your own strength, in your own power? You know, maybe it is a, an illness, a disease. Or, you know, you've got allergies or migraines or a bad back or weak knees or maybe you're just dealing with an addiction or a, or a damaging habit. No matter what it is, here's, here's the challenge today. Lean on him. Lean on God's power. Lean on him to give you the strength that you need. Believe it or not, he's wanting his power to shine through you when, when you and I are at our, our weakest. That's the first step. That's the first thing we can do. The second key to dealing with and overcoming illness is that I must live out God's purposes. I must live out God's purposes even in the disease, even in the illness, the sickness, the pain. You know, over the years, like, like many of you, I'm sure, I've known quite a few people who have, who have beaten cancer. Now, let me ask you a question. 
What do we typically call people who have beaten cancer? We call them cancer what? Cancer survivors. Now, everybody in this room, we all understand that sentiment. I mean, these are people who have survived something that an awful lot of people in this world do not survive. And so I get that. You get that. But almost every cancer survivor that I've ever known has, has been so much more than just a survivor. In fact, I would argue that no matter the outcome, they were intent on accomplishing something. On allowing God to use their situation, no matter the outcome, to make a difference in people's lives. You know, maybe they wanted to make a difference in spite of what they were facing. Or maybe they could make a difference because of what they were facing. In fact, many people that I know would say that it was during that time of difficulty, during that time of pain and even suffering, that they felt like they discovered how God wanted to use them. And their faith began to grow. In fact, a lot of those folks would say that their faith was stronger than ever. I guess what I'm saying is it's just amazing how God can even open doors during a time of pain in our life to make an impact that we never knew that we could make before. You know, let's, let's look at what the Bible says about these tough times from James chapter 1. Listen to this. Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble comes your way. Okay, right there. It doesn't say if, does it? When. When troubles come your way. Consider it an opportunity, listen to this, for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. In other words, we need to understand that Though these difficult times are going to come, it is during those times, if we'll allow it, that our endurance can grow, our faith can grow, our character can grow. And, but, but here's the danger. Here's the danger when, when we're facing a serious illness, or I would even say, even when we're facing something at times that is less daunting okay, than cancer. I mean, it's honestly, even a cold or the flu or a migraine or, or you know, physical just pain, It is so easy to miss all the opportunities that God just lays in front of us when we don't feel well, right? I mean, at times it's just easy easy in our world that's very self-centered to kind of get lost in our own pain, in our own discomfort. In fact, you know, it's church, so let's just have a little moment of confession here, okay? How many of you would confess that when you're sick, when you're not feeling good, and again, I'm not talking about you know, a debilitating, life-threatening illness. You're just not feeling good. You're sick. How many of you would admit you're the world's biggest baby, okay? Or how many of you admit the person sitting next to you, they're the world's biggest baby, okay? There you go, there you go. Um, you're a whiner. We're whiners at times, aren't we? We're complainers. You know, we, we get to a point we don't want to do anything. And when we get that way, listen, it's just easy to get focused on ourselves. And I think we just have a tendency to miss out on what God might want to do through us. And so here's the challenge. Just because you're sick, don't check out spiritually. 
You know, we've got to keep growing through that time because maybe God's using that to make you the person he wants you to be. To make us a little bit further, you know, to push us a little further down the path to becoming a little bit more like Jesus. In fact, I, you know, think about this. When are you ever going to have a better opportunity to witness to people? You know, maybe even to witness to a group of people that you might not normally ever be around, like, you know, doctors and nurses and technicians and the pharmacists and all those people, you know, to be a light in other people's lives. You know, when, where is the better place for you to demonstrate a God-honoring attitude and a, a spirit of joy when you're facing an illness yourself? You see, God is just as real in your life when you're struggling, and he can use that in a big way. I mean, some of you have been to more doctor's appointments and, and around a group of people, had more tests run in your life than 10 other people in 10 lifetimes, right? And when and if that happens to you and you're going through stuff like that, you've got a couple of options, okay? You can just put your head down and go in there and do what you do and, you know, punch your ticket and get out of there. Or maybe, just maybe, you could ask God to open your eyes and to see all the people around you and to see them the way he does. And just ask God for the chance to share your faith with some people that maybe you'd never have the chance otherwise to share and in an environment where they would least expect it. You know, you could even ask God to help you lend a helping hand. You know, to be a fellow, you know, patient. You know, to a fellow patient maybe when they need it. You know, what, what an, an amazing time to even be able to invite people, you know, to a, a church, a place like Coastal where they're going to hear about Jesus. I mean, you, you have a chance in those moments to make a connection with people that you'd never have a chance otherwise. All I'm saying is that God still has a purpose for you. And we've got to be willing to live that out, even in difficulty. You know, consider this. Maybe God wants to use you to make a difference. And he might even be allowing you to go through this right now so that he could use you to change somebody else's eternity. So maybe the problem is that we're asking the wrong question. Because we always ask why, right? Why am I going through this? Why am I suffering? Why? Why did this happen to me? We ask that a lot. When maybe the question we might should be asking is, God, how? How could you use this? And so whether you're here today and you're facing an illness right now or not, here's the challenge. Whatever's on your plate right now, listen and look for God's opportunity. Maybe you have an opportunity right now that you, you never, ever otherwise have. Maybe you'll have the opportunity to be a shoulder for somebody else, to cry on during their time of need. No matter how, no matter what, be ready. Okay? Those are two things that we can do. We can lean on God's power no matter what it is we're facing. We can still live out his purposes. And then I think the third thing that we can do, number three, is that we can still look to God for healing. We can still look to God for healing. You know, throughout the Bible, we see this picture of God as our healer, the great 
physician. In fact, it is, it's a part of God's nature. It's, it's who he is. Uh, this is... This is one reason why each week, again, on your Connect card, there's this space for you to write down a prayer request. This is why each week in our, in our life groups, our small group ministry here at Coastal, week in and week out, you share your prayer requests. And we pray for each other because we realize and we believe that God can and he still does heal. In fact, that's biblical. Look at what James chapter 5 says. It says, are any of you sick? Then you should call uh, on the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sin, you'll be forgiven. Now, in today's culture, we don't necessarily, you know, anoint people with oil. However, in the Bible, all throughout the Bible, oil was a symbol, listen, of the power and the presence of God. Also, though, oils were used for medicinal purposes. And so James basically is saying, hey, if you're sick, call on the spiritually mature of the church. Call on the leaders of the church. Call them, ask them to pray for you. The Lord will honor your faith. And I think there's probably, you know, I think everybody in this room probably would say, we believe that. We believe that God is still a healer. However, here's where we mess this up. I think we have a very limited view of how God can heal today. And and I want to mention three specific ways that I believe, distinct ways that God can bring healing. But before I do that, um, I want to kind of give you a little disclaimer here, okay? A little disclaimer and some things I think we need to be very honest about and and open about. First of all, we do live in a fallen world, okay? On this side of eternity, there is pain, there is sickness and disease. And it is a part of of the consequences of the sinful fallen world that we live in. And I mentioned this other thing a minute ago in the beginning. Your health, it is simply, in many ways, we're all dying, okay? So in other words, your health really is just a temporary gift that nobody in this room should ever take for granted when you have it. It's just a temporary gift. We're all dying. Now, and and here's an important part of the disclaimer that I do want to share because sometimes I think we miss this. Sometimes even as Christians, I think we miss this. Do your part. Okay? Take responsibility for your health. Take responsibility for your health. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, a little over a year ago, you know, I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, had no energy, and if I'm honest, I was a walking heart attack waiting to happen. And uh, I, I, I finally said, you know, I got to do my part. You know, our church is growing. It's requiring more uh, physical energy on my part. And, and uh, my, my children are getting older. They're, you know, getting married. And, you know, one day I'm going to have grandkids. And I, I want to take responsibility for my own health. And so what I'm saying is that please, please do not take this the wrong way. Because, again, you can outwardly and physically be the most healthy person. And boom, you know, you drop dead of a heart attack. I mean, we we know that. But I am saying this. Do your part. You know, don't ask God to to give you good health if you're not going to do your best to live a healthy lifestyle. And that's something I've had to learn. But three ways that God can heal, okay? The first one is just flat-out miracles. Unexplained healing. I mean, there are situations, and we've all been there, we've all seen this, when the doctor comes out and he just scratches his head, he's like... I have no idea. 
It physically, medically looked like you had no chance to make it. We got the test back. We can't find any trace of, you know, whatever. I don't know how it happened. Unexplained miracle. You know, so even if you've tried everything, don't give up because God still is in the miracle business. Number two is answered prayer. Answered prayer. Again, this is why we lift one another up in prayer so that God will answer those prayers. But here is the truth. Sometimes God answers prayer with yes. Sometimes he says, wait. Now's not the time. And then as much as we do not understand it, again, you know, sometimes you can't trace the hand of God. But you can trust his heart. Even when he says, no. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then the third one, I, th- I think sometimes we dismissed, is uh, medical care. You know, sometimes we forget to give God the, the proper credit when he heals, even through medical technology and medical care and, you know, new, new discoveries. We're, we're quick to credit, you know, the doctor and the, the, the treatment or the procedure, but we forget that God is still the great physician working behind the scenes to make everything work. God is not anti-medicine, okay? Remember, Luke... You know, who wrote the Gospel of Luke, who wrote the book of Acts. He was a doctor by trade. You know, I cannot tell you how many times I've prayed in a, in a hospital, beside a bed, that, that all of the doctors here, all of the nurses, all the technicians, everyone who's going to have a hand in this treatment will simply be instruments of God's healing power. But here's the most important part. Don't miss this. When God brings a healing, no matter how he chooses to do it, you know, by miracle, answer prayer, medical care, man, you make sure you give God the credit. So these are all things that we can do, right? Lean on God's power, live out his purposes, look to him for healing, and then finally, number four, and as much as I hate to talk about this, some of us are not going to experience healing in this lifetime. Number four, long for a pain-free eternity. Long for a pain-free eternity. Here's the truth. Even if you are not healed now in this lifetime, if you are a follower of Jesus, you will be healed permanently in eternity. Man, our, our current, no matter what it is, our current pain and suffering on this side of eternity, it is, it is hardly a blip on the radar when we look at the, the journey, the map of eternity. The, the underlying principle is this. Keep everything in perspective. You know, again, don't, and we do this. We, we, sometimes we get blinders on and we lose our perspective during an illness. Don't, don't zoom in that the illness, the disease, the sickness... That's all that you can see. And by the way, don't do that for the people that you're caring for and loving. You, we got to zoom out. We got to zoom out. We got we to keep things in a bigger perspective. Listen, even the most horrible, the most painful disease, illness, it is not going to last forever. Praise God, cancer is not going to last forever. Alzheimer's, it is not going to last forever. And, and And rather than allowing yourself to focus on the size and the scope of your illness or your pain or your loved one's pain or disease, do your best to focus on the size of God and and His promise, 
His promise of eternity. His promise of a pain-free existence in heaven. Here's what 2 Corinthians 4 says. Listen to this. For our present troubles, they are small. And they're not going to last very long. And yet, they produce for us a glory that, that vastly outweighs them and will outlast them forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see here and now. Rather, we as believers, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now, listen, they will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see, they will last forever. Man, amen. Praise God. If you are a believer, listen to me. If you're a believer in Jesus, your pain-free tomorrows will always outlast your pain-filled todays. That's true. That's a promise. I love this next verse from Revelation. It sums up all the excitement, explains this pain-free eternity, and I've read it in more funerals than I could ever say. It says this, He will wipe away every tear, from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain all those things will be gone forever man what an exciting day that's going to be that's a promise of God you know if you're here today and you have not yet settled that issue. You've not yet become a follower of Jesus. You can make that decision today. You know, look at your outline with me just for a second. Think about this. Starting now, starting today, you could enlist the power of God you could realize God's purposes for you. Do you know that? Do you, you realize that? He has a purpose for you. You're not an accident. You know, you're not here by accident today. He's got a plan for your life. And today you could start figuring that out, start living for that, and you could enlist God's healing. But beyond that, beyond that, Today, you could secure a pain-free eternity. A home in heaven. And all of that, all of that and so, so much more is available to you today through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm talking about do you know him? Do you have a relationship with him? Have you asked him to come into your life, forgive you of your screw-ups, your failings, your sin? Have you asked him to be your savior and to be your Lord? Do you know him? And you can begin that relationship today, right now, right here. We're all facing storms. You're either in one right now you're headed into one or you're coming out of one. And you can still remain unshakable. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal 
or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.